Welcome back to another episode of Eat Shit and Dice. I'm Jondi. Yep. Uh, that's Jondi. I'm Jared. We're here. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are to talk about board games. Yay. Let's Yay. talk about... What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about this thing that we're supposed to be talking about right now? Well, Gamma happened a couple weeks ago. Yes. Um, for those of you not familiar with what Gamma is, we mentioned it in a previous episode. But... Was it several weeks ago or was it just now? No, it was uh, like the second week of March. It's the same. It was the same week of... Um, as uh, St. Patty's Day. Mm, okay. So it was a couple sure. weeks ago. Um, but it's a trade show for board games. And a lot of announcements happen there. Or if it's not announcements, board game companies show off games that you've heard are coming out. But sometimes you get your first look at those games at Gamma. So let's let, let me explain this a little bit differently. Uh, Gamma is the show that retailers go to. Not just retailers. Gamma is the show that retailers go to um, to be told about games that you already bought on Kickstarter. No, I don't, I don't know. A lot of a lot of these games that were announced at Gamma were games that were already on Kickstarter. To There's be fair, some of them, but I mean, bigger companies are also there that don't bother with Kickstarter. That's true. We'll we'll talk about Fantasy Flight's amazing offerings at Gamma, but eh. but to be I mean to be completely honest, Gamma is at least this year was a lot of, Hey retailer, I know your customer already bought this on Kickstarter, but you should carry our game. Here's a look at it. Well, a lot of what I saw, um, on the BGG and the dice tower live video feed, I would agree. A lot of it was stuff that was either already on Kickstarter or coming to the Kickstarter. But I, I think there was equally some, uh, Showing off of games that aren't that weren't Kickstarter that they were just showing off. This game's coming out. I mean, I didn't mean to imply that that was the purpose of Gamma, but it is definitely not. It's it's a it's an associ it's a manufacturer. Gamma's a manufacturers association. Yeah, the games for, manufacturing yeah. association. And basically, it's it's where publishers and retailers are given a venue to kind of communicate with one another. And what I think is interesting is so Gamma is based in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Gamma is like responsible essentially for running Origins. Yes. But yet they run the trade show aspect of the game conference across the country in Las Vegas. Because who wants to go to Columbus? Well, I mean, to be, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. We've both been to that convention center. I mean, I don't dislike Columbus, but come on. If if it's the difference for publishers to get them to come, if it's the difference between going to like Reno or Las Vegas or Columbus. Okay, well, I would choose Columbus because Columbus has North Market. I would choose Vegas because it has a lot of well, stuff. Well, I, I agree to disagree. That's why we're not in charge of the convention. I mean, that's not why, but... Yeah. In, but, Ve in Vegas, you can walk around drinking alcohol, so... You can technically do that wherever you want to. You just might get arrested. Right. It's legal in Vegas. It's so. also legal in Disney World, but they Is don't hold really? the convention in Disney World. Oh, they totally should. I mean, I don't think anybody would actually go to the convention. Can but... let's let's you want to actually start this episode? <laughs> sure. All right, let's start this episode.
That was really that was really off track. That's it's fine. Funny. That's fine. I kind of think that's our thing. I it is our thing. Our thing. People, it is our thing. People expect us to end up going off track. So. Well, we don't want to disappoint. Yeah. Let's get right into this. You want to talk about Element? Yes. So you're really excited about this. I well, it's not so much. Oh, I am excited. It's a cool game. But I just I was a little intrigued when I started hearing about it when it first came out because the game's out. It's called Element. It's from Rather Dashing Games. And when I started seeing it, I kept thinking, man, that looks a lot like a game I already have. Yep. But I didn't think I didn't go and check. I didn't go and look at my game because I'm lazy and I didn't want to go get it off the shelf. But when I was watching the Gamma, the Gamma live video feeds, when Rather Dashing Games was showing off Element and I was watching the gameplay, I was like, oh man, this definitely has to be the same game. So I did get up and pull my game called Elements off of the game shelf. And it was the exact same game. The only major difference, obviously, because publishers have changed. Um, the version I have is from Mind Twister Games or Mind Twister USA, I think. Do they still exist? They do still exist, but they may mainly just do like educational type games and stuff. But the version I have, it's a wooden board. And the two like main pieces kind of just look like bishops from a chessboard. Right, the, the player pawns. Yeah. So Rather Dashing just kind of added um, some more graphic design to the game. Right, this time they're little tiki men. Yeah, they look like little tiki men. So they, they, it's um, kind of a Celtic design that they went for in the Rather Dashing version. Oh, yeah, because the, the box is like a Celtic knot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's the exact same game that I have, so I'm not going to be buying the Rather Dashing one. But I think, it's, I think it's cool that it's come out, and it is a fun game if you like abstracts. So I highly recommend it to people to go check out Rather Dashing Games Elements. Sorry, I was drinking water. Uh, I thought you were going to talk longer. Uh, um, well, okay. So I don't, I don't know how we want to do this, but we can just kind of talk about whatever we want to talk about. All that I is what talk you do about, on podcasts. Well, this is, you know, this is a, a true fact. I want to talk about the Splendor expansion. Well, tell me about that. I haven't played. I still haven't ever played Splendor. Oh, well, we'll play it sometime. Um, basically, the long and short of it is there's a new expansion coming out. It's actually four expansions. It's in a single box. Four? So is it just like four different things that you can add to the game? Or yeah. can you add all four of you them? You can add all four. You can mix and match. You can do them however you want to. You can add one, two, three, or all four. Um, okay. And it changes the way the game is played. It's called Cities of Splendor. Uh, the SRP is going to be, I think, the same as the base game. Okay. Which you know I'm not a, i'm not a huge fan of expansions that cost as much as a base game unless they are just like a lot of content and or the same amount of content or more well or... there seems to be quite a bit in this one uh personally i think i'll pick i'll pick this up well that sounds really interesting it is kind of neat that they are putting several expansions into one i think it's better that way i think a lot of companies would maybe release one of the expansion modules at a time and charge 15 dollars for them uh, yeah, because from a buyer's aspect, that's annoying. But from a company making money aspect, it makes a lot of sense. Well, it's like the new, the, the way they're doing expansion characters for King of Tokyo and King of New York now. It's like $15 for one monster. For one? Yeah. yeah. So for just one monster, like the, the scoreboard and the monster, mm -hmm. like standee. Yep. Yeah, oh, it comes with some okay. cards too, but yeah. Still, that's... But, I mean, from a strictly corporate aspect, I can completely understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
would I rather buy all of it at once? Yeah, I think so. I think if they put out a box that was like six of them for $40, I'd do that. Um, so I'm glad that that they're doing that with Splendor. Yeah. So I get yeah. it all at once instead of well, piecemeal. Speaking of expansions, and I guess kind of while I'm on the subject of ab- abstract type games, uh, Onitama is coming out with yes. an expansion. Yes. And from what it looks like, it's going to be adding like more move options. You're a really big fan of that game. I can't I quite say, get behind I it. I wouldn't say huge fan, but... My husband really likes to play games like chess, and I don't. So Onitama was a really good, like, where we can meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't mind playing that one, but it it meets the fact that he likes to play kind of those abstract, strategic-type games that I'm literally terrible at. I'll have to buy you guys a copy of Nightmare Chess. It's a Steve Jackson... um, It's like just a bunch of tarot cards that kind Uh of give the chess pieces powers. Okay. And change how the game's played. Well, that might be interesting. Turns chess. I'm, look, I, I, I'm not trying to say chess is a bad game. If chess it's was not, a bad game, it wouldn't have existed for 3,000 years. But personally, I'm not good at super strategic games. Right. I can't think five moves ahead. I most. I recently got a. Well, that's how I broke. That's why I broke that deck. Uh, what it was an engine building game. That's, Something like that's yeah, why yeah, I yeah. broke that because I was thinking like I, ten I, turns I, ahead. I'm not good at doing that. <laughs> and. Um, I got a, uh, a tic-tac-toe game at when I was at SaltCon, and it's called Ultimate Tic-tac-toe. And you really, really have to think a lot of turns ahead with it, and so I'm terrible at it. Okay. Well, this is kind of, I'm shoehorning this in here. On Kickstarter right now, there's something called Tic-tac-toe Legacy. It's not the same. <laughs> no, it's not the same. But probably, I don't know if that Kickstarter's over. It's definitely not going to fund. But right. The, the Legacy Tic-Tac-Toe. Why wouldn't you want to play that? The Ultimate Tic-Tac-Toe, it's it's from Daft Concepts. Uh-huh. And not they, a sponsor. Not a sponsor. They make... It, it's it's lot, it's one, two, nine smaller Tic-Tac-Toe boards that also make one big oh, Tic-Tac-Toe board. Oh, so you have board. to beat a game of Tic-Tac-Toe to place your piece in a game no. of Tic-Tac-Toe? No. So when you place a piece in one of the Tic-Tac-Toes, it... <laughs> So, okay, okay, say I okay. place my piece in the bottom right corner of the very middle tic-tac-toe game. Okay. So the next can we piece... Call, can we call the main tic-tac-toe, can we call that tic-tac-toe prime? Sure. And then, we, so when you play you know, the, it doesn't the matter, middle square we're not gonna, no, prime... No, 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 we're not going to talk about it that much. I'm just saying <laughs> that, that determines which of the nine grids you're going to play on next. So you would play on the bottom right grid on the next turn. And then wherever they play... tells you where you get to play your next piece so you really have to think ahead because where you play could make them win in a different grid oh okay well that's a thing i guess yeah it's actually kind of cool it makes tic-tac-toe not quite so well i got i got the middle square so i'm gonna win right right but anyway i'm not good at strategic games so like a nine-year-old girl kept beating me at that one cool uh where what What's that? Oh, we, that's how we got off track. We were talking about Onitama, and then we talked about chess, and then Tic-Tac-Toe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, AEG, uh, Alderac Entertainment Group, has... Have you played Mystic Veil? Do you know no. anything about Mystic Veil? I do not. Okay. Well, Mystic Veil uses transparent cards, like like the transparent like plastic cards like Gloom has, um, but you put them in sleeves, and you build a card out of different cards. Uh, they have another game coming out that uses a similar mechanic to that called Custom Heroes. 
Okay. Pretty excited about Sounds that. Sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I really liked Mystic Veil. Um, and I've I, heard nothing but good things about it. Well, it, I just haven't had the opportunity to play. It's literally behind you, but um, we're not going to stop recording to play it right now, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play it sometime, bring it to the store. But um, when Mystic Veil came out, I thought it was a really cool idea. Uh, I've always really liked Gloom. And just having a game that uses clear cards is always cool. I love cool. clear cards. They're just, when you can make them work for a game, they're yeah. so cool. Yeah. And I like I like that it it's a very different game. It's not a deck builder. Mm-hmm. It's a card builder. It's a really interesting game. And any similar games, I think, are going to be really interesting as well. So, Custom Heroes from AEG. Very cool. Well, Catalyst Games, which I will admit that I don't generally pay a lot of attention to what they have coming out. Yeah, because I don't have an advanced trigonometry degree. <laughs> but they have some interesting things coming out uh, this year. Yes. Which... They usually do. They usually have something Shadowrun and then something, like, weird. Well, they have some... They have a lot of interesting licenses. So you never know quite what they're going to come out with. Yeah. So I was really interested when I saw their... They're working on a game called Brawl Ops. Or at least they said that's the current working title of the game. Okay. And they said it's going to be like a worker placement shadow run. It's, it's basically going to be a non-RPG shadow run game. And okay. they said that in a way it would be kind of like the word, what Lords of Waterdeep is, only a shadow run. Right. And I, w- I want to take this opportunity to uh, publicly shame you for something. You don't uh, know what that means. Yeah. I know what a worker placement is. You've never played one. Apparently not. Yeah, I am. I am. I was filling out on in the board game group on Facebook. They were just doing one of those, what's your favorite? And they had a, bun- a list of different types of games. And I get to worker placement and I start to type something. And then I'm like, that's not a worker placement. So literally I started looking at lists of worker placements. And I am really ashamed and appalled to find that I don't think I've actually played a straight worker placement. I've played I, games I that have. have worker placement in them. But I haven't actually played a straight worker placement, and I'm terribly shocked and appalled at myself. So this needs to be rectified. Yes, yes. Well, there's some on my ten by ten. So well, on yeah. One of my ten by tens. I don't know. I've wh- where where even is the list? I think it's on top of that Calyx. Um, talk about the next menu item. Well, it's I'm also gonna... on our website. Well, yeah, for listeners, it's on the website. But for me, right now. Okay, you're literally sitting in front of a computer. Yeah, well, I found I found the paper. I found the paper. I found it. I've got okay. it. I've got it right here. Well, while you're looking at that, I will also mention that Catalyst has a uh, 1v1 card game based on Shadowrun coming out called Zero Day. It's due out in July. And I have to say that I, am off, I often find myself looking for a game that's only two players. And so many of the games I have can be played at two player but they don't play great at two player so i'm interested in this one. Oh my god none of my 10 by 10 games have a worker placement game on it, <laughs> we'll just it have to. alien frontiers is kind of close it has some worker that placement. was on several lists yeah yeah as, as basically uh, it, it pretty much is i mean instead of workers you have dice that yeah it's it, it's it's close enough it's more of a worker placement game than you've ever played apparently so yeah yeah so it'll work but um, so uh back on yeah. catalyst they also yes. have a masters of orion universe deck builder I am ship combat game buying that out, right i'm all really about cool. that that's going to be a gen con release yes so this is probably the first time ever that i've really 
been interested in multiple games that are going to be coming from Catalyst. So way to go, Catalyst. Yeah, I think last year at Gen Con I bought, I believe this was theirs. I'd have to actually look at the box, but the um, the Valiant Universe deck builder game. I think that's theirs. I think that was them. Came I with a little mini of Faith. I want to say, and I could be completely wrong here, that they also have the, um, the oh, what's that show with Catbug? Is that them? I think they have that license. I think they oh, have a Bravest, card Bravest game. Warriors. Yes, rather. I think they have a but card yeah, game. Yeah, I think you're right. It's the it's the dice. The, the red. No, not it's the got dice a, one. It's got a die in it. It's got a little cat bug die. We. I could text there, Tina and ask I have, her. Well, she's... I have two different Bravest Warrior games. One of them are these two card decks that you get. Yeah, the red and the blue. That is Catalyst. Yeah, I think, I think. you're right. I mean, I could text I also the girl. Have, that I also have the cooperative dice game Bravest Warriors, but I'm pretty sure that the red and the blue deck is Catalyst. So. But anyway, I thought it was kind of cool that they've got a few games that we seem have a, to be... We have computers in front of us. We could look that up, but... We could. <laughs> but we've already established that I'm lazy and yeah. you're not using your computer. No, I'm looking at it, but... <laughs> Renegade Games. Yeah. Had some interesting things at Gamma. Dexterity game? Yeah. Co-op. Flip Ships, which is a co-op dexterity game. And that's all I wrote on my notes from when I was watching the video. Yep. Um, that is all that it says. But... I remember it sounding intriguing, and I remember I, I kind of keyed into it because my podcast partner here, Jared, loves dexterity games. Yep. I but don't do sports, but I do t- dexterity games. Renegade Game Studios have said the way... Th- okay, I do remember something about it now. The box, the the design of the box is so cool because the word flip ships is written in such a way... That, oh, the, no matter which way the box is? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter which way you're looking at the box, it still says flip ships. So you flip well, it Well, I mean, I don't know about no matter which way. Well, up and down. Yeah, yeah. Vertically flipping it around. So I thought that was really cool. And their website says about flip ships, it was an ambush, and that's the only way to describe it. The mothership appeared out of nowhere, creating a massive shadow over the city. So, you know, it's, it's a space game. No, I'm out. Oh, now, come on. Okay, I'm back in. All right. But yeah, it's a cooperative dexterity game. Players take on the roles of brave pilots um, defending their their planet from an onslaught of firepower. Can I be Randy Quaid? Sure, go for it. Sweet. So I'm really excited. A space dexterity game. I love space games. You love dexterity games. It sounds like a game for us. <laughs> and I love Randy Quaid, <laughs> who last I heard was squatting in a house that he used to own, hiding out from what he says are Hollywood government agents, like assassins. Right, right. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't argue with that. Uh, there's also... They have a Scott Pilgrim's yeah. game coming out called Scott Pilbur- Pilgrim's Precious Little Card Game. Yep, I'm going to buy that. Yeah, so it's Renegade Game Studios and Oni Press are doing it, and it's going to be a deck builder. Sort of, yeah. But what I thought sounded cool about it is that they've got cards that incorporate like your your video game movements, you mm-hmm. know, like you know, pad up, pad down, left, right, whatever. And I think that sounds really cool. I love deck, I like deck builders a lot, and I like video games, so definitely worth trying. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. I'll buy that. I will too. Definitely. So we've already mentioned Druid City Games in the past because we talked about Grim Forest. Yeah. And how we thought that it looked really cool. Yep. I'm throwing my money at that. Well, it's the Kickstarter is, uh, it's it's launched on March 21st. So it's out now. And 
Uh, they're looking at a December delivery date, and they said that they're pretty much hardcore December. They've they said they've built in for several months, uh, like of of falling through. So now, does the December delivery date does that include uh, EU? Is, is that retail? Is that it, it just said December de- in in the video, the Gamma video? He said December delivery date. Okay. He wasn't. He didn't specify. Okay. Well, it may be retail also. Who knows? But yeah, the Kickstarter is uh, they have free shipping. To the U.S. And who doesn't want to play a, a Three Little Pigs game with a card that's called Chinny Chin Chin? Oh, it just looks great. And they showed off the figures in the oh, Gamma video. Oh, yeah, they video, look really cool. And they're just beautiful. They're really cute. And the ones they had in the video, they said that they are absolutely what is going to be in that box. And I really so. like the uh, the house meeples. They're not really too. meeples. They're the whole, everything about that resin. game is just cool and beautiful. The art is beautiful. And I believe they said it was the same artist that did the art in Santorini. Yes, I, I think that's what we decided. It's a husband and wife team, I believe. So I think that is uh, pretty cool. And I'm already backing it. And you should too. If you aren't already. Uh, you know what else is coming out? What? That a lot of people are going to be excited about? What? <sighs> the third Dead of Winter game. A lot of people will be yeah. excited about that. Uh, this one is called Warring Colonies. It's going to have an 11-player mode where you take components... Yeah, and just, just, I know. That is a lot of people. <laughs> you take components from both of the previously released base games and you have a team of like good guys and a team of bad guys and they're... You're a war. You're in warring colonies. Like I'm in one colony, you're in another colony. There's eleven players. I think so. That's it's too the many. Walking Dead. Well, um, I think that Dead of Winter has always basically been Walking Dead, the board game, but uh, only you know, not a crappy version. When they talked about this, yeah. the mechanic, the what, what is it called? It's not the Pathfinder mechanic because that's a different thing. I'm gonna but admit, the, I own the game. I have not played it. Well, whatever the, oh gosh, the thing that the mechanic where the game stops and you read a card. I can't remember what that's called right now. Um whatever it's called, they said like, oh, we're going to use this in a bunch of different games. All they've done is Dead of Winter. Well. I, I mean, who am pl- I to say that? Is it Plaid Hat Games? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is now part, it was part of FTP, but now it's Asmodee Canada or something. Right, right. Because Asmodee is buying everything. Um, I, gosh, I really think it might be the Pathfinder mechanic, but that sounds right. I haven't played the game else. because by the time I bought it, I was already um, pretty much zombie gamed out. Yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't mean it's a that. bad game. I'm sure it's a fantastic game. I bought it because I heard all these great things mm-hmm. about it. It's just every time I look at it, when I'm picking games to take to a gaming day, I'm like, eh, I really don't want to play a zombie game. So it has yet to get to the table since I got it at Tabletop Day last year. So level 99 games who do the Pixel Tactics games. Mm-hmm have a Mega Man Pixel Tactics coming out. They do They do a lot of games, actually, John D. They do, but that's probably the one that people might think of first because it was one of their first games, was it not? I think of Battlecon first. Oh, okay, okay. Well, okay, so they do a lot of games, but they do have... Shoutouts to D. Bradley Talton Jr. But specifically... Founder and CEO of Level 99 Games. Pixel Tactics has a Mega Man version coming out using yes. all Mega Man characters, and they did this with Jasco Games, who made the Mega Man board game that I hate. Yes, that's because Jasco Jasco has the rights. Yes, yes, so Jasco has the license. So it was they like, hey, up. you want to use our game to make a game since you own that and we don't? And they did say in the Gamma video that they are in talks for other licenses, other video game licenses, to do other Pixel Tactic games. Although for anybody that's going, ooh, it'd be so cool to see Legend of Zelda, they said, no, well, we Nintendo. will most definitely not have 
Legend of Zelda. Yeah, Nintendo <laughs> won't do that. But uh, probably what's likely to happen, um, you might get Dragon Ball Z. I'm trying to remember what licenses they have. Well, they said they're in Trigun? talks. Do they like, have Trigun? This, this would have been in regards to something that they don't already have. Because he said in the Gamma video okay. that he was in talks with a company for a video game license okay. for a new Pixel Tactics game. Well, Jasco has... We're not talking about Jasco. Oh, this well... is what Level 99 oh, said. Oh, okay, well... Never mind so, that. Forget about the Street Fighter miniatures game with Dragon Ball Z characters. That would be kind of cool, actually. Well, that's a thing that's happening. Well, Level <laughs> 99 also has a party game that they're working on. Yeah. And they... It's going to be... Actually, I believe it's out now. It's called Witch Hunt. Mm -hmm. And he said that... The way he explained it, he said it's kind of like an advanced werewolf. Right. He said that you're trying to find the witches, obviously, in the village... When people die, however, they aren't just out of the game. They become angels and demons, and then they still influence the game. And they said it's basically a really super deep, super involved, like, werewolf-style game that's going to last you an hour to an hour and a half of play. So, you know, I, I've realized that I like games like this more and more, as long as they aren't just werewolf, because we all know I don't like werewolf. So I'm interested in trying this one. At least once. Right. Sounds like it might be fun. It might be. Um, speaking of games that people want to try maybe once, uh, every single game that Smark and Dagger has ever made is worth playing exactly once, in my opinion. Oh, see, I like a lot of their games. I... <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. But there's one coming out that I think I am kind of excited about it. Paramedics Clear. It's a real-time game semi-cooperative there's still some backstabbing elements because you know it's smirk and dagger they have to do that um so it's not entirely cooperative but it's semi-cooperative it's about paramedics and um I, i'm kind of into that theme i'm kind of into the theme of firefighters and police officers and stuff like that so yeah, I'm, you i are. think this one will be this one will be really interesting and just to refute what you were saying about smirk and dagger they have at least three games that i like a lot uh -huh. Hex Hex is pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Student Bodies, I think, is... Mm, no, I'm over As far zombies. as zombie games... I am over zombies, but if I'm going to play a zombie game, that's the one I go to. You don't have to beat the zombies. You just have to be... You have to get away from them. Well, you, you don't have... have to get away. You just have to make sure that somebody else doesn't. Basically, you have to get to the room to get the cure and then get back out of the school. You don't have to be the fastest. Right. You just you have just to have not to be the stab slowest. someone else in the yeah, back. Yeah, so I really like student bodies and I feel like, you know, it kind of gives you what you might be looking for in zombie side without having to have a gazillion pieces and a ton of room and 5 hours to play. Yeah. That's um, fair. And then it's a silly little game, but I like Run for Your Life Candyman. Well, I mean, I'm not I wouldn't want to play it often. We can't we can't all make good decisions in life, <laughs> can we? Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Baksha Games has some stuff that they talked about at Gamma. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about this is I thought they were gone. And they are not. Because their games seem to have just disappeared from sh shelves everywhere. Yeah, I haven't seen any of their games on shelves in a while. Yeah. But uh, they they were at Gamma. They have a new version of Good Help coming out. They said it's not rules heavy. They said it's basically a distilled version that, it, that will take half of the original playtime. I mean, I liked the original version, but it, yeah, it did kind of take a while. Yeah, this one's a card game version of it. Is there going to be a new version of What's He Building in there as well? He didn't say. Okay, okay. Um, but this one's coming out in Q3. Uh, that means third quarter of this year, which likely means Gen Con. Yes. 
I mean, don't quote me on that if it's not at Gen yeah. Con. But and, and it's gonna be kickstarted first. Okay. So it'll be kickstarted in April to be in stores by Q3. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll um, see about that. And they're also showing off Little Drop of Poison. And I was watching that. I know I have played that game. I know I've played it. So, and he said that this was a new version that had antidotes. And I swear the version I played had antidotes. So I was a little confused at his presentation for that because I swear the game I played was exactly the same as what he's showing. But... Well, let me ask you a question that might clear this up. Did Nelson Mandela die in prison or did he die after he got out? <laughs> that does not is it, clear Is it Baron Stein or Baron Stain? Ugh. Don't even get me started on the Baron Stain Bears thing. <laughs> it's it's possible that you're just from a different dimension where this game already came out. It, well, he, I mean, it, it was already out. He said this is a new version. But I swear the version I played at our local store, I don't remember whose game it was. Not mine. Not mine. But I swear it had antidotes. So. Uh, well, you know what else is a game that's already come out several times? What? Okay. That's not a good segue. Uh, there's three new versions of Codenames coming out. I, I Yeah, I've seen that. Three new versions for some So reason? I saw that there's a duets version yes. that makes it easier to play two player. Yeah, well. Which I think I've is cool. I've never had that problem, but. Well, I can't. I haven't tried to play it two player, but I've only played a four player version, and I can't even. I can't imagine trying to distill it to a two player. I think it'd be weird. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to the duets. Okay. Um, well, yes, there's, so there's Codename Duet. There's also, uh, two that I'm going to immediately buy. Codenames Disney and Codenames Marvel. Yeah, see, I don't know how I feel about those. I'm all for selling out. Vladishvatl, please, sell out. I don't care about selling out. I really don't, if it's worth it. Uh, but, I'm just... I mean, he did, there's a Star Trek version of, um, Mage Wars, or Mage, Mage Knight, or not Mage Wars... Okay, but so, uh, so I'm like all for this. Marvel, I assume you would not be able to play it with somebody like me. Well, no. Okay, so it might have words like gambit. So gambit as a card and like right. bub. I don't know. But you could you could string things together without you knowing anything about Remy LeBeau. Who? Exactly. That's uh, that's, yeah, that's I, gambit. Okay. Yeah. See, I. I'm sure people will be like, oh, she's crazy. I'll never trust. I'll never believe anything she says again because I'm just you not a Marvel girl. You only read DC books. Well, no, I love, I love Doctor Strange. That's Marvel. Oh, yeah. We talked about this earlier today. You haven't seen any of the Marvel movies. No, I've seen like three of them. I've seen Doctor Strange. I've seen the first Thor movie and I've seen the first Captain America movie. I'm just not that interested in the Marvel movies. And it's not that they're not good movies. Because they are. Because they are. And they've got fantastic actors and fantastic effects. Yeah. I'm just not interested in Marvel stories. I don't like them. Uh, and I know, uh, I know it's just I'm wrong. Because my yeah. husband says, I don't even know why I married you because you're wrong. <laughs> but. I have heard him say something similar to that before. He does. Um, okay. Well, speaking of Marvel and things like X-Men. This is a segue. I'm looking at you for that segue. Do you have... Oh, right. Marvel. Yes. So, Upper Deck? Yeah, there you go. You got it. The You said they have a new Legendary coming out? Yeah. There's a big box that's supposed to be X-Men. Which, I wasn't prepared to talk about that. Oh. Well, I saw it on uh, one of the Gamma videos. Um, so, anyway, that's a thing that's happening I, I was prepared to talk about some of the other games that they have coming out. That... Okay, well, let's talk about those instead. Let's just forget I ever mentioned Legendary. 
Well, the game that I don't like. Well, now I'm like trying to find it on my computer super fast, but I got nothing. All right. I well. was prepared to talk about the fact that they are going original there in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did release their very first original IP in 2015. Yeah, what game was that? Bring Out Your Dead that they did with Ginger Ale Games. Upper Deck is getting original in 2017. And they've got several games coming out this year that some of them I have played. I've played prototypes of. In, uh, the, the Dingo 8, The Baby is one of them, which is kind of a more of a kid's game. I mean, adult. It's it's a fast-paced card game. You're trying to collect enough cards in your ranch to attempt to reach the total value needed for that day without going over. So it's kind of those, I don't know. You're, you're trying to collect enough, but not too much, I guess. The art is kind of cute. Um, it was designed by Mike Elliott. And that one is coming out... Um, I think early this year. Sounds like uh, Price is Right, the board game. <laughs> Except for it's the Dingo ate the baby. Well, I mean, look. I mean, spring. Have you seen... It'll be out spring, so it'll be out sometime soon. Have you seen Drew Carey recently? Yeah. He's turning into Bob Barker. He is. <laughs> I think totally. Bob Barker might be like... He's an alien, and the way that he continues to live <sighs> is by turning other people into himself. See, I was thinking he was like a lich, and that his phylactery was the big wheel that they spin at the end of the episode. <laughs> But I just figured he was some sort of immortal alien. No, nah, I, I think I, I'm going with the lich with the, the what is that? What is that wheel called? That like the big wheel. What if we just say he's a plinko lich? Okay, sure. And that his his phylactery is a brand new car. <laughs> okay, well they also have upper deck has a dungeon draft coming out also with spring. Um, this one designed by Justin Gary. It's a two to five player game. That uh, you draft heroes and weapons to use them to defeat monsters and complete quests. So I feel like maybe it's a little bit like that um, dungeon roll. Like yeah, maybe a little it's bit exactly like exactly the the when you when I was learning about this, the very first thing that I thought, thought of was this is dungeon roll, but with cards instead of dice. Yeah, kinda, kinda. So the art looks really nice. So it could be cool. They've also got one coming out called Dead Draw. Uh huh. Um, designed by Ryan Miller, and it's a strategy press your luck fortune telling game so that sounds weird (laughs) but at the same time okay but the one i'm kind of excited about no i'm gonna say not just kind of the one i'm super excited about that they have coming out this summer and i'm guessing either origins or gen con is shark island oh yeah oh my god so i've played it it's really fun it's got several different elements to the game, and one person plays as the shark, mm-hmm. and everybody else is playing as the people that are trying to find and hunt the shark. Basically, it's Jaws without actually well, being it's, Jaws. It's, it's not Jaws. Wink. Yeah, but it's I really think, fun. I want to think that they designed the game, and they went to Paramount, and they were like, hey, we made this really cool Jaws board game, and Paramount, or whoever, I'm assuming Paramount, was like, who are you? How did you get in here? Please leave. So they were just like, it's not Jaws, wink. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that that's true, but. It is a really fun game, and I'm really, really excited about it. The designers, it's two designers. It's Pete Shirey, who I think works for another board game company or owns one, or I don't know. He's involved with another board game company, I think. And somebody, I, I can't remember the other guys. It's Richard. 
I can't pronounce his last name. Richard Dreyfus. It is not Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> but anyway, look for Shark Island. Yes. I'm guessing either Origins or Gen Con, and I, it's going to be super fun. I'm hoping that it's Gen Con so that the booth will be shark themed. Because the Upper Deck booth is always themed to their big release. Well, they've also got Buffy coming out of Gen Con. Yeah. But I can't really see Buffy being a fun design. No. Oh, my God. But, like, a Shark Island yes. theme? Yes. Oh, my God. That would be so cool. Yes. So, crossing fingers. I hope that it's Gen Con, and I hope that their booth is Shark Island. I really hope so. Oh, my God. And apparently the first edition of the game is going to have a first printing promo card in it that will be in all of the first printing um editions of the game oh what is it is it an oxygen tank that you can shoot and explode the shark with is it we we're gonna need a bigger boat oh you know what it looks like this is something that they're going to be doing to all of their games oh cool it says uh and so this is really cool um they said in addition to their games uh for starting in 2017 they're going to have first printing promo cards in every game they release in 2017 well now let me stop you there because they've already done that before they did that with the um Oh, Secret Wars. Legendary. Right, but this is going to be, from now on, every single one of their games. And they also did it with Big Trouble in Little China, because there was the signed promos. Those were not in the boxes. They were not in... Okay, no. so these are going to be physically these in the box. These are going to be in the boxes, and you will only get them if you buy a first printing of the game. Okay. So, additional printings of the game will not have them, and it says that they could be anything from alternate art cards... Or they could contain art uh, cards containing completely new abilities or effects. See, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of like alternate art cards. I'm 100 percent okay with that, but I'm not a fan of locking full game mechanics behind. Well, see, here's my guess. Like Kickstarter promos and stuff like that. Here's my guess because you know, here's the disclosure: as I know a lot of the guys at Upper Deck, and I've worked with them, and Jason Brenner, who is the brand manager for the entertainment side of Upper Deck. As, as I don't think he's a fan of that either. Mm-hmm. So my guess is if they do something where the promo cards have new abilities or effects, it's something in that'll be some available. way, shape, or form, it will be available later okay. on. Yeah. Because he is not, as far as I know and have heard in previous conversations, he's not a fan of doing that either because he didn't want to do that in OP stuff and make it so you'll never have this if you didn't play right. in an OP event. Oh, you didn't play in this one versus tournament right. at this one convention? Right. So I don't... I, and this would be my guess. I mean, you can't say I'm, I don't work for the company, so I don't know for sure. I'm not in on their special meetings or whatever. But that would be my guess, is that this is just a reason to encourage you to pick up an early copy, especially if you're not going to be able to make it to events, because I, I'm guessing it'll probably be given out at events or right. sold on their website or thing. I don't know. That would be my guess anyway. Yeah, yeah. So some cool things coming from Upper Deck that aren't Marvel. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, but you know what's <laughs> sorry, I was gonna try to make a really bad segue. Um, so Fantasy Flight had uh, if I could do air quotes in a podcast, I would a <laughs> presentation at Gamma where they showed exactly nothing. Uh, they showed the box for the L5R revival LCG, uh, the box. Uh, now the the board game geek, the the guy that does the interviews at Gamma and stuff, he he did kind of defend the stream. Uh, he says that they schedule the interviews without knowing what the companies are going to talk about. So a lot of people were very disappointed that Fantasy Flight basically said, hey, uh, here's the box for L5R. And also the Rune Wars miniatures game is coming out, even though everybody already knew that, because that's why 
that's why all the I mean this isn't exactly why don't don't quote me out of context here but they ended their relationship with Games Workshop right essentially over the Rune Wars miniatures game so um, here's my thought though I get that he defended them because yes they do set up all those interviews ahead of time but in or against Fantasy Flight they knew that they had an interview coming up and granted maybe they don't have didn't have any finished games but they could have had something prepared to show hey, this is something we're going to be yeah. doing in the new L5R game, rather than yeah. just showing an empty box. Here's here's something that I think people would have loved to have had information on. Um, so Descent added an app that made it so you didn't have to have a game master. Yeah, and, yeah. And they had announced previously that Imperial Assault, which is Descent but Star Wars, was also going to be, at some point, getting that app. And then that was the last that anyone heard of it. So maybe information about that, or information... Like two weeks ago, they released pictures of the new wave of X-Wing ships. They could have brought the prototypes onto the stream. They could have talked about that. They could have been like, hey, here's what we have planned for the next year of of Imperial Assault skirmish missions that are going to be tournaments at Gen Con. Any information other than here's a box. Right. Check out this box. Empty box. I mean, they knew they they had a presentation. They could have... And I'm being a little unfair. They, they did more in the presentation than just that. but Yeah, yeah. but still. Whatevs. Dinosaur Island got some attention at Gamma. Yes. Which we've talked about before because we talked about how I was kind of shocked by the art choices for it. I think it looks great. I think it looks like Far Cry Primal. Don't which, see a problem. Well, I, it just made my eyes want to explode. But I totally can't wait to play the game because I get to make my own Dinosaur Island. Yeah. I'm not going to be backing the Kickstarter though. Um, I think, and I don't know how they would do this, they'd have to talk to Paramount. I don't know if Paramount owns any of these movies. That's just the first thing I thought of. But if they could do a Jurassic Park expansion where, like, legit you get to drive a little Jeep around and it plays the Jurassic Park song, you know the one. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I'd I'd give that an extra, like, $35 if it was just a, a Jeep that played that song. Right, right. Okay. Come with little Samuel L. Jackson minifigure. Sure. And uh, Newman from Seinfeld. He, he goes, ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. You didn't say the magic word. Yeah. So, um, Pandasaurus Games that did mm-hmm. that's doing Dinosaur Island. They also have Wasteland Express delivery service coming. Which I pre-ordered, it feels like, a year ago. Right. And they showed that off at Gamma as well. So They've been, they didn't do... They did not do a Kickstarter for it. They did no. their own, just a pre-order mm-hmm. on their website, mm-hmm. and you could sign up for it, and the pre-order copies came with some extra stuff, I think like a game tray, organizer, and yep. promo cards. But um, here here we are. It feels like it's been a year since I pre-ordered it, and where is it? Now, this is coming <laughs> from the person that's backed Kickstarters that took three years to fulfill, so I shouldn't complain too loudly, but... Right, right. There's another game that... I was going to say, what else got attention that you're excited about? <laughs> well, uh, another game that did a pre-order campaign through through the publisher's website rather than Kickstarter is First Martians. And I know you have talked about this several times to me. You are very excited yeah. about this game. Tell me why you're excited about it. Okay, so First Martians is the exact same game as... It's not the exact same game. But the exact same game as Robinson Crusoe by Portal. Except Which is a... Worker placement. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. 
So clearly I have no idea. There's a lot of things going on in Robinson Crusoe. I wouldn't call it a worker placement game. It, it showed up in many of the lists I found, so. Uh, the difference here is this is in space. And also there's an app. Which, as people that may have listened to our previous episodes would know... Not a big fan of that. Po- oh, well, and I'm immediately pulled in by space games. Well, uh, oh, I'm not a big fan of the app requirement, but yeah, it'll either, be fine. Because I feel like I don't, in 30 years, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to exactly. dig an old Android phone out of my like. Oh, exactly. That's that's dig why. Dig through a drawer. Oh, here's this old phone from 1934 that still yeah, can play. That's why app supported games kind of worry me a little bit, especially like what happens even in five years if for some reason they're not around and they're not updating their software anymore Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't work on the next version of android or whatever that's when you hope that somebody i mean i don't know this is why i think emulators for the win well i mean i wasn't gonna say that i was gonna tout the open source software but it's the same thing um you know years from now if you want to if you're in your retirement home at your board game community in clearwater florida so cool when our when our when our generation are old. Yeah, it's going to be full of DDR machines and... And board games and tattooed old people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but First Martians, the app acts as like the computer, like the like the um, your Habitat's hub computer. Mm-hmm. It's got like an AI in it and it does stuff. I mean, the app doesn't have AI, but thematically. Thematically, yeah. It yes. sounds really cool and I look forward to trying it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be... Oh, you're going to have to play it a lot. Yep. Going to get a lot of play. So we've already talked a little bit about, um, well, like you mentioned, Asmodi buying up lots of yep. things, yep. which in the past, some people have compared Asmodi to like the Walmart of board game companies. So I feel like that's kind of a little bit of a segue into a discussion that we kind of ended up in on social media this week. And I thought it was an interesting topic to bring up. Yeah. And that is uh, somebody, I can't remember who it was, on Twitter had shared a picture of a lot of pretty decent board games that were at Target. And they said they were really happy that Target was expanding the variety of what I call designer board games. Yes. Yes, uh, Target for the past few years has been growing their selection. They've had some exclusives. They had an exclusive version of Machikoro. They have an exclusive version of that Oregon Trail was exclusive to Target. Uh, well, yeah, but nobody wants that game except for you. My husband wanted. Uh, it. But Evolution had a had an exclusive yeah. version. So so when Target so when he put when whoever this was um, posted this picture and they were like I think this shout is shout outs to thing. whoever that guy was I don't remember it's I might have been another pod I know it was another board like game website or something but I just don't remember who it is well, thanks for the content whoever you are so they said they think it's a great thing and I responded I, I have to agree with yeah, a caveat see, I responded I had responded two parts because Twitter limits what you can say you know because you only got your 40 yeah yeah. 140 characters. But I said that while it can be a good thing, I think it also comes with a lot of bad things for the industry. Um, mainly, my biggest concern is what happens when any Walmart moves into, like any Walmart or Target moves into selling a, a new product. It's going to hurt the small, ne- the small niche businesses that are already selling that product. Right. But on the other hand... You can't go to Target and have a board game night. 
No, you well, and that's that's part of the problem. So I think I think Target isn't necessarily the quote unquote biggest offender here in this situation. I think more along the lines of Barnes and Noble. Now I love that Barnes and Noble sells designer board games. I love I that they're too. growing the hobby. I do too. But, and, but and Barnes I and Noble does have board game nights. They do, and you know I'm not going to say that it's necessarily a bad thing that Target or Barnes and Noble or even Walmart carries some of these other designer or games. Best Buy started carrying them. Yeah, for that's some reason. super weird. That's just you can go super buy weird. a copy of Settlers of Catan from from it's Best Buy. Just called I Catan don't know now. what. Oh, it is. You're, you're right. You're right. It is just called. It's technically called Catan. Whatever. But I don't care. Yeah. So my that, biggest. The, the Settlers think, of Catan. On the one hand, it does bring board gaming more into the mainstream. It gives people that aren't necessarily what you would call board gamers the chance to discover some really great titles they might not have other discovered. But it also, I think, gives them the opportunity to completely miss out on the hobby and potentially, you know, they, they might buy a set uh, of Settlers. I'm just going to call it Settlers of Catan. You're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> they might buy Settlers of Catan from Target, read the rule book and go, well, this isn't Monopoly. I don't understand this. Yeah. See, and decide that all games are bad. And I think that that's that's what that's where the problem lies is the fact that. And the employees don't know. Some of them I mean, do. Some might, of them might. You might lock into an employee that knows. Or in the case of Best Buy, you always run into most gonna of the be employees. There's going to be some nerd that, there. Or, or at Best Buy, a lot of times, my husband worked there a long time ago, and I don't know if the company still does this, but when my husband worked here, there, he was told by upper management that if he didn't know the answer to a question, to make up the answer and sound like he knew what he was talking about. Uh, I just want to point out to everyone listening, I no longer shop at Best Buy after <laughs> uh, a less than desirable retail experience that I had there. So I'm not surprised to hear you say something like that. Yeah, he was literally told that. So You know what, Best Buy? Bring the lawsuits. We're going to badmouth you right now. <laughs> We're going to trash talk you. And there's nothing you can do about it. So, yeah. And, and you're not going to get the same kind of, you can't walk into Target and look at an employee and go, you know, my family decided that we really like to play Catan. What other games could you suggest that might, right. that we might enjoy? The, your, the Target employee is going to be like, uh, what's the board game? What's that? Well, they're going to be like, board games are in aisle five or whatever. Yeah. Now, there are some GameStops that sell board games. And I think you might have a little bit more luck there. Yeah. I mean, it, those employees, for the most part, are probably just going to take the time to read the back of the boxes. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I think I think these big box stores carrying board games definitely has its pros and its cons. Yes, I love the idea of having more people involved. I do, too. I but, think it's great. And I love the idea of board gaming becoming more mainstream. I want to see more families playing board games as a family. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with... Okay, so... You know, if you come to a game store and you're like, oh, I can I can just buy that game at Barnes and Noble. OK, I don't care. Buy it wherever you want to buy it. But when the day comes that you need a question asked, don't ask a Best answered. Buy employee. Answer. Oh, yeah. The answer. When you need a question asked. But yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, the, the, the buy here, play here mentality of most local game stores, I think, is warranted because, yeah, you could buy a copy of Pandemic from Walmart. Sure. Absolutely. It was, it was art of board gaming. Oh, there you go. Shout outs to them. Shout outs to Art of Board Gaming. Thank you for getting this interesting topic going. 
Um, and I did. I do have to say props to whoever runs the Target Twitter because when he posted the picture and he or they when they posted the picture and tagged Target, Target responded back and said totally a strategic move. Oh, mm-hmm. So props to Target for that. Um, but we got a few people on our Facebook that responded. So uh, Chad Daniel, who I um, met through working through Upper Deck, he does judging for them at mm-hmm. OP events. Um, he said. And I quote, I think the more people who sell it, the better. The vast majority of time, your big box stores sell this type of product at MSRP, giving LGSs a competitive edge, unquote. Because I'm going to have to disagree with him there, because I think that the big box stores can afford to mark the games down when they don't sell. The small businesses cannot afford to mark down. They can't sell Catan for $5. No, I bought Seven Wonders from Target for $13. Yeah, and Target can afford to do that, but... Joe Schmo's board gaming vault cannot afford okay, to do that. First of all, how dare you say something like that about Joe Schmo's board gaming vault? That store is great. It's so super cool, but they it's can't in a bank. afford. They can't afford. It doesn't exist. It doesn't. It exist. does not. But no, like these, the, you know, the mom and pop board game store can't afford to sell a game for less than they bought it from their distributor. Right. I mean, you know, we could get into the pros of cons of, of product price points. Which we're and, not going to. And, you know, opportunity cost. But but by and large, you're correct. I mean, the SRP is what most stores go by, unless they're a huge volume yeah. store like yeah. Miniature Market or Card House or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but the mom and pop size stores can't afford to do that. Right. But Chad did go go on to point out that we can at least hope that's at least some of the people that are discovering board gaming through places like Target or Best Buy or whatever, that maybe they will find their way to an LGS, which LGS stands for a local gaming store. Yes. So that is also a, a good point that not all of them will, but at least some of them might find their way to the local gaming store once they've discovered these games. So again, another pro. And, uh, you know, this is going to vary by market and region and stuff, but I, I think it would be really cool if stores like Target and Barnes and Noble and stuff, they did kind of reach out to the rest of the board gaming community in the area. And they're like, Hey, you know, we understand that you might buy this game from Target and want to meet other people that want to play it. Well, here you go. Here's this local group that we happen to know about. They like not Target corporate, obviously, but like, right, right. The regional market director of Target or something might be like, okay, well, you know, I see this store right here has a uh, selling board games very well, high volumes board games. Maybe we should set up some kind of community board gaming night with X game store or X museum because apparently you can play board games at a board game night at a museum. Right. So I noticed that the museum in the somewhat medium-sized town that we yeah, live in. Yeah, it's like 150,000 yeah. people. It's okay. It's I, they do a weekly board game night, which I just recently found out. Yeah. And it actually sounds pretty cool, and I've seen pictures that looks like several families and, and different different demographics of people attend, and they pick a game that is their featured game every month, so I guess that one probably gets the most play for those four weeks or whatever. So, like, during the month of March, it was... Potion Explosion. Potion Explosion. Mm-hmm. So, they're not just picking, like, Monopoly or or Scrabble. So I am really interested and I look forward to attending at least one of their museum um, board game nights to see what they got going on. Um, Let me go back to my previous point for a second here because Barnes and Noble does have a board game night. Some of them do, not all of them. Some of them do. Like a lot, a lot in the bigger, in the bigger markets have 
one or more board game nights. I honestly don't know if we don't the, here. It, this this one doesn't. No, okay. I've I, I don't know. I've checked because um, back whenever I was promoting Bring Out Your Dead before it went to Kickstarter, mm-hmm. uh, I was looking for different places where I could show off the prototype, and our local Barnes and Noble was one of the places I looked. Yeah. And while I could have showed it off there, it would have been it would have been just kind of a random person because they don't have like a board game night. Okay. Okay. But I do. I have seen nationally a lot of the Barnes and Nobles do have board game nights there's also so. some some bars which that's is getting weird. really pop actually that's getting really really popular it's kind of like in the same vein as a board game cafe only yeah. it's a bar now i know there are some people that like to have beer while they play board games and you couldn't do that at like a family-owned store probably right, right. but a bar is the perfect place to do that because they've got the alcohol they have the tables usually so you can just show up and play the games well and i think some of them have even gone as far as to have special board gaming tables so the drinks are like oh, not yeah. on the table yeah. I'm behind i that. know there's one that's not far from the convention center in um columbus ohio so one of these years when i'm at origins i'd really like to go over and check it out and i don't remember the name of it i'd have to look it up i'll look okay. it up while okay. while i'm here but uh you know, I think it's kind of a cool idea. I, I would not want to take my games to it if there's smoking in it, which oh, yeah. varies from state to state yeah. or county to county. You can't do that here unless it's there's there's some exception you can get. But um, actually, that the law got taken back. Oh. You can smoke in bars here. But most of the bars that had gone non-smoking when it became non-smoking stayed that way. OK, well, so well, Google the city that can't decide if it's smoking or non-smoking and you'll know exactly where we're from. <laughs> So. Or listen to like episode three where we talk about it. Right, right. So, um, while you're looking that up, I, I want to briefly also talk about board game cafes because that's becoming more and more popular. Yep. But also, what's apparently a trend is non board game cafes hosting board game nights, which I'm totally behind. And <laughs> yeah. We've we've gone to that cafe several times. Um, I. Kingmakers, by King, the way. Kingmakers. Kingmakers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've actually been there. So it's a bar with board games. Yeah, I can totally get behind that. I, I mean, and we'll talk about this at some point, but I wouldn't take a game there without having it properly sleeved and all of that stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, because you have a chance of drinks getting spilled on your. But yeah, and I think to that's be fair, a risk you, you have that to... risk pretty much anytime. Yes, you need to be aware of that if you're taking it somewhere. Yeah. I mean, like right now, we could spill water on our computers if I gesticulate wildly. I'm not yeah, going yeah. to do that. Uh, <laughs> can we can we talk about that funny story that you told me <laughs> real quick before we do all this other stuff? Yeah, so I'm I'm the one that mainly runs our social media stuff. So if you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, it's yeah. mostly me that's doing the posting and occasionally Jared. So not too long ago, we had a a personal message from somebody that followed us on Twitter. It's no, it's on Twitter. It's a DM. It's a direct message, a direct message. So we had a, we had a direct message from this guy who uh, he said, I guess he followed me personally. And I don't think we have to worry about offending him or, or embarrassing him. No, no, I think he's never going to hear this. I think he followed me personally or saw a post where I had tagged my personal Twitter because I have more followers you know, since we're new uh-huh. and he messaged me and said, I see that you were on the eat shit and dice podcast. How did you get on it? 
How, how did you get on it, John? Well, it's my podcast. How how did you get here? Um, well, I'm friends with you, and you said, hey, Johnny, would you like to do a board game podcast? I think it would be fun. And I said, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Are I you re- sure I didn't I didn't say, <laughs> hey, random guy from Twitter? <laughs> so I responded to him, because you know, I try to at least reach out to people who have reached out to me. So I said, well, it's my podcast. And he was like, what do you, oh. What do you, what do you mean? No, he, he, well, he didn't ask that. This isn't just like a thing that exists within the ether that <laughs> right. you happened upon? Well, he he messaged back and asked what he had to do to get on the podcast. And, you know, for a minute there, I, th- I thought about being facetious and, you know, telling him he had to give me like a hundred bucks and stand on his head while balancing a ping pong ball on his nose or something retarded. But I didn't. I was nice. And I just said, well, are you interested in board gaming? And he responded and he was like, no, darn, sad face. So. I still think we should let him on. Well, I responded again to him and I said, have you listened to our podcast? And he said, no. So I'm at a loss to figure out why this guy wanted to be on our podcast. I started looking at his. trying to build up cred. I guess. I don't know. I started, I looked at his Twitter and couldn't figure out. It looks like he's following a lot of podcasts that are that are done in this area and he's trying to get on all of them. I don't I don't have a clue. Here, here's why. I'll tell you why. He wants he wants a Wikipedia page about himself and he wants to be able to put why he's a notable person so he can be like on 14 podcasts. I guess you got, I you told gotta have, him you, you can't just make yourself a Wikipedia page. I told him he should consider listening to our podcast and then get back with oh, me. Well, he's not going to do that. <laughs> what have you backed on Kickstarter lately? What are you excited about on Kickstarter, Jared? We've uh, already talked about what I think we're both the most excited about or kind of right now is probably Grim Forest. But oh, what else is no, going on? I was going to say dogs, but that's over. Um, you know, there's. All right. So I saw the dogs people at. at uh SaltCon. I backed a game called Stop Thief, which uh, to some of our listeners might sound like a game they've heard of, because you're right. In 1979, there was a game that used a really weird looking television remote phone thing that played sounds. Um, it was a, it was a it was a roll and move game. So I hate roll and move yeah. games. Um, but you went around, you hopefully rolled the dice lucky enough to land on a spot that you pushed a button on the boop, 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 and it would play like really terrible sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, a company called Restoration Games is doing a remastered version of that. Totally new mechanics. It has action um, point selection movement cards instead of roll and move. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll use an app, but considering the original game used like a weird remote control i think i think i'll let them get away with it now what's this one called again stop thief okay uh you know and i'm looking at a lot of other people that i follow on kickstarter also backed it it looks like it's a restored 1979 yes yes the original game had a grid and you moved around this one doesn't have that it has point-to-point movement with cards movement cards okay um and i i don't know i think Somewhere, somewhere in my parents' attic, we have the original game. Oh, yeah? Um, and I think this is going to be, I think this is a game that is going to end up being a classic, like the original one was. I, I really awesome. think that this has the potential of, again, going back to something we were talking about earlier, of reaching mass market big stores. And I, I really think this game has potential to, to go places. 
Right. So I'm pretty excited about it. And now, it's really cheap. $29. You seem to really like games that are, you know, firefighter or police based. Yeah. So yeah. did you back Ladder 29? Um, I haven't yet. It's in my watch list. The problem is I don't like ladder building card games. Okay, which I don't it is really a ladder care climbing for those. firefighters extinguishing cards. Yeah, game. I mean it's a ladder it's a ladder building card game, but they put a fireman theme on it. I mean, right, right. Will I buy it? I think it's like twelve dollars or something cheap like that. You'll maybe definitely buy it. But I don't know. I'm not excited about it like normally I would be with that kind of theme, and I'm not sure why I'm into that theme. Just I'm damn. not sure either, but you are, and I'm glad you are because. I would have never played Police Precinct otherwise. What a and great game. It is like super hard. Yeah. But I love it. It's yeah. a super fun game. I'm really excited. One of the very first things that I'm going to do when their season two Kickstarter launches is take over our Instagram and Twitter feed and advertise the heck out of it. <laughs> okay. So look forward to that. Okay. <laughs> please so, please don't delete all my tweets and posts. And so all don't... of our listeners... um. You can unfollow us for that no, period don't, if don't. you're not interested. <laughs> I'm really excited about the game. They're not they're not a sponsor. They're not giving us anything. I just really like the game a lot. It is really fun. It is really, really hard. I've played it three times now and only actually won the first time we played. And now, looking back, I'm like, well, we were really lucky that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's a great game. Definitely worth uh, playing. So yeah, those are some of our Kickstarter picks for this week. Well, guys, this is the part of the program where I ask you to subscribe to us. Uh, You can find this on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. Most of the major podcasting programs should play it just fine. But if you have a program that you use that does not have our podcast on it, just send us a tweet and I will see about getting us added to it. We really appreciate all the support and all the listeners. So tell all your friends, family, coworkers, people in your gaming group. We super appreciate it. So until next time, you can eat shit and dice. Ha 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 ha. Eat Chit and Dice is a production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0 international. 